Welcome everybody to the Between Two Wheels podcast. Between Two Wheels, yeah, that's what it is. This is Tyler Yonke. We're on stage six. Tarbs to Katare Kambask, 144.9 kilometers. Uh, yesterday, look, we had excitement yesterday, even more excitement today. It's only six stages in and we are going crazy in the Tour de France. Uh, we're going to talk about it coming up. Hang on. Massive the number of people have been upgrading. Yes, there you go. You see the graceful limb that you were talking about before. The race we've got yet again, and a victor then goes victory to an American Andy Hampton. The felt of dope bike. He looks at the Colombian rider. How are you doing? Straight past Santiago Patero, and he's coming up to Pantani. Armstrong is uh, sort of the last few hundred meters as we come towards the finish of this monumental stage in Armstrong. As we start to approach the line now, Pantani grits his teeth and accelerates and over the line. He's going now to win stage number 15. Sepkus, an emotional finish from Durango in the USA. Sepkus wins. back stage six tar like i said tarbs to cutteres kambask uh well let's put up on this on the screen let's remind everybody and welcome everybody between the wheels podcast tyler yonke hope you had a good day i had quite the day one so frustrating and and mind-blowing that i wish i was uh getting destroyed on a bike instead <laughs> but instead uh i was on a job uh so here here's the uh the results going into oh that's that's uh, easy there people okay going into today's stage uh, we have Jai Hindley in the member. Just going into the stage, just after stage five, Jai Hindley does a quite the, the what do you call it? I don't know. He he had the, the whole situation. He went out and fooled everybody. He said it was a surprise. He gets the win. He gets the, the, the yellow jersey. I said, hey, I think he can hold this for a day. If the riders didn't attack over this middle stage uh, HC category climb, and we're going to see about that. So Jai Hindley, 47 seconds over uh, Jonas uh, over a uh, minute three over uh, Julio Ciccone, uh Emmanuel Bachman's in fourth with a 111, Adam Yates 134, Pogacar 140, uh, Simon Yates 140, Skilmos 156, Carlos Rodriguez, uh, same, same with Gadu, David, uh, Michael Woods at 11th place, 215. So uh, 140 for Pogacar, move out 47 seconds. Uh, so approximately a minute, uh, just, just, uh, what, uh, 93 or 53 seconds or so between, uh, Pagachar and Vingago. And there you go. So let's take a look too. You've got Gall in the lead of 28 points over Nelson Palace down there at 18, 18 for Jai. Uh, Julia Ciccone is actually in second at 19 points. The points Jersey, Jasper Philipson with 150. It's going to hold on to that over Cockard. Anyway, so that's where we have it. And with that in mind, with that in mind, let's go right to the highlights for today um, and, and take a look at, uh, let's see if we got this here. There we go. Okay. So 
we're going to be a big day in the mountains. Um, they'll show it here on this highlights. We'll go over all. The, there's you go, Felix Gall. He gets a f- right up to the front. Um, and that's there's the stage Aspen. Oh, come on, I want to hear see that. There we go. There's the climbs. Uh, the Cote de Cap Vendlaben. This is a uh, the Cat Three that they go over. Then there's a sprint at Sarcolon, the Aspen, which is a pretty famous one. Uh, Cat One, and then the HC Col du Tourmalet. They drop down and then they finish up on this last uh, climb here, which is not not too difficult, but you know with all this miles in your legs and the cold de tourmalade is going to be a big one so what did i say two days ago hey maybe you'll get um nilsen palace getting up in a break he only has to race to the cold de tourmalade and before he only had to race yesterday to the, the hc category climb he did go in the yesterday he does get in there today and then what was my predictions i said could be a breakaway but i really see Jonas and uh jumbo wanting a stage win and since they want a stage win so bad they haven't got one yet. They're looking to kind of close things out here and get one for the day. And that's, we'll talk about it, but that's that's kind of what uh, looks like uh, was happening. Right from the drop of the, the kilometer zero there, already there's Alva Philippe and Wout. They've got a Uno X rider, a Bahrain rider, and a few other ones here, but they do end up forming the break. And they go off the road, but uh, in the break themselves. And so you had you had the Bora team on the front, uh, you know, Jai Hindley, he looks to like, he thinks he can control. We saw the stage profile. He's got to get over and, and you go. And I said this yesterday. I said, you might see Pogacar really attacking in the middle stage over that HC. If he really wants to get away, that could, is something he can do. <clears throat> I don't know that it's, it's more of a desperation move. Maybe it comes later on the tour. I saw here the way he raced a few days before, and especially yesterday we're doing movements. He didn't need to wasting energy. What's going to happen coming into today. Jai Henley's team looks to get on the front. They do so, but up front in the break is Wout Van Ert. And you're like, oh, and I actually heard them say this on GCN. They were debating whether there was uh, a rift in the <laughs> in the team because he was up the road. I, I don't know how to tell you that that's not the case. Uh, Wout's not a guy to go this brazen against team orders. Subtle things against team orders are one thing. Uh, but being a brazen against the team orders, that's a different, and that's not what he was up there for. You, everyone knew that from the start, uh, except for some of them on GCN, that Wout is up the road simply, just like the idea was, watch what he did yesterday. He was up the road, he goes over the top of the climb, and you know they, they're trying to, was he up there yesterday? No, yeah, he was, but he didn't get over there. He didn't get a help too much, just a little bit on the climb. So today, they want to get him up and over the tourmalet, and then meet him on the down, pull him up for the end. And and is that a wise strategy? I don't know. Um, anyway, the brakes get up the road. They're 316. They get up to like four minutes. Jumbo gets on the front, uh, 80 kilometers to go here. Uh, Nilsson Palace gets over the top of the Aspen to get the some points jerseys for the mountain, king of the mountains. So he moves up to like 38 points. So he's got at least 10 seconds or so in that break. Yeah, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, Victor says, I see Tyler Yonke. Yes, you do. Good to have you here tonight. And Brian, NVDP was in that break was stupid. We helped, he helped well get further into the stage though. I, I agree. I don't, I mean, cause there, there's a difference in climbing. I mean, we saw, look what Wout did on the Tourmalet and even the last climb, the Colter Colterets or whatever that is, uh, and he was drilling it and, and going deep. Okay. MVDP is not, Matteo Van de Poel is not that kind of rider. So I agree with you. And I don't know if there was a, a purpose for him to be up there or not. But we have Nilsson Palace. He gets kind of gets to reclaim his King of the Mountain stuff. Look good. But 
He also had his, his teammate Shaw up the road. He looked pretty good. You had uh, Ruben Guerrero up there. Uh, it, it, it was a look at that gorgeous, gorgeous uh, riding over there in the Tourmalet. Uh, so at one point, um, Jumbo starts to get on the front with Kelderman. They have Kelderman, they have Cuss, and they have Vinigo. Okay. And when they, when they start to take off 50 kilometers to go, they're up the, the Tourmalet at this point, it immediately starts to shred the back. You can see here, Tade is on uh, Vindigo's uh, wheel, actually, and then right next to him is uh, Jai Hindley, and then there's a gap. Already the UAE team riders are getting spit out the back. We just are seeing here that um, you're also getting Ben O'Connor for AG2R spit out the back, and uh, Jai Hindley does his best to hang on, and you also have, there's the UAE riders, there's the um, Ineos riders getting kicked out. You remember yesterday we saw Pidcock kind of making a resurgence, trying to get back up in there. It's a little bit difficult for him to do. And Jai Hindley was up there momentarily and then could not hold on. And this was, I don't know if it's shocking. He is the third best rider. He was off in the break yesterday. There's a lot of energy spent. So I can see where it's difficult. And when this pace got set here pretty high by Kelderman, and then really the screws turned on by uh, American Sepkus, uh, I understand why he wasn't able to <clears throat> really hold on the way he, he had hoped and, and I kind of had hoped for him to do so as well. But Jumbo had a, had a mission here, okay? So Jai Hanley gets spit out. Now it's it's up to Sepp Kuss. He's got 232 over uh, the already. Uh, that's the front group over, or the, uh, over the uh, yellow jersey. Uh, Hindley, I'm sorry, 245 to Hindley from this group. So they're just a few seconds off here. But they go up there, and they immediately distance him like it's nobody's business. Then Jonas decides to attack. What I thought was most interesting about this, and you talked to, or you talk, I didn't talk to him, but they interviewed uh, Wout, uh, I mean, uh, Sepkus afterwards and a few other riders that I heard. Uh, it, the plan was completely that Jonas was going to go over the top solo. That's what they said. That's what uh, Sep said. Solo, meet up with Wout over the top of the climb on the downhill, on the flat before, and then Wout was going to carry him up to the finish and then launch him out there. What was so interesting about this move that we saw here was if you watch, and, and you can't really see it with this highlight here because it's real short and I'm not going to play it, no problems at all for Tade to connect with him. It was it was literally spinning his his wheels, and you could just immediately see that uh, there was no gap here. Uh, super easy for him to to um, hang on to his wheels. They go through this crap at the top. Guerrero and the Uno X guy, they do a little bargy-bargy, and I think Guerrero gets uh, relegated on this one. Uh, I thought it was just a racing incident. At this point, the tour needs to just stop trying to freak out about this stuff. It's what it is. This guy still got the points. Um, Guerrero was there. I mean, I, I don't think it was, he meant to, he was probably cross-eyed at the time. So, um, I'm, I don't know. This seems kind of stupid. This guy, he, he, the Uno X guy, and I'll look at to see who it is. He was able to flick him off with his elbow, protest with his arm and still win. So at that point, wait, just give him some extra points. Uh, you don't need to relegate the other guy. So they come down the other side. Jonas is, is doing everything he can. Wout's sitting up. And, uh, you know, Pogacar looks fine. He's uh, just kind of chilling. And the, the front group, uh, Nilsson Palace went over the top just barely in front of, of Jonas and Pogacar. They kind of go distance him. And then he decides, you know, I might as well ride here with him. So he jumps onto those guys and gets a free ride to the last bit of the climb. Perfectly fine. He does come off quite soon. Um, and then Jonas, this is another one. Jonas puts in this attack when Wout comes off. And... Um, 
do I risk showing a little bit? Look, look at that. Look, he's full out of the, the thing pedaling and look how easy it is for Pogacar. That to me, we'll just do that little clip there again because I think it's really uh, informative as what you can see. Jonas peels off, attacks. Okay, I mean, he's out of the saddle sprinting and look how easy it is for Pogacar where yesterday it was an immediate distancing. This is when I saw this today. I go, ooh, we're, <laughs> we're in for maybe a little different treat today. Okay, wow, got, got stood up and then you got the a major attack by Jonas, or sorry, by Pogacar. 2.8 to go just shortly after he had gone back. He has no, Jonas, I don't know what you're doing. You have no, like no clue that he's coming and then you didn't even see him here when he's beside you. Oh, look at him. And he jumps up to go with him. Nothing. Can't can't at all uh, match the, the strength of Pogacar. 2.7 to go. And Pogacar immediately gets like 7 seconds. Then he gets like 12. Uh, and in the last little bit, you know, while trying to regain himself, th almost 30 seconds with the bonus time here at the finish. Um, there's Pogacar. There is Vingigo coming across the line. 23 seconds. I think there was... 10, 8, and 4, or something like 10, 6, and 4. So he got another few seconds there. It's almost 30 seconds in 2.8 kilometers. And remember, yesterday he put a minute on Tade in 20, 30 kilometers, a lot of it downhill and additional stuff. But it was impressive uh, up the top of the climb. I think he put a minute on him in the climb. So once again, I'm, I'm loving the back and forth here with these guys bound, uh, banging against each other and, and having quite the heyday. Um, who came across the third? I don't remember. Uh, we'll take a look at the finals here. Oh, is the, the Uno X rider comes across uh, 124 down. So you know, he really didn't uh, lose all that much to them. Uh, Jai Hindley does lose the yellow jersey. Remember, he only had 47 seconds to play, and he loses 238. So he's just a little bit under two minutes uh, to go. Uh, but Rodriguez came across along with Simon Yates. Um, and then the rest. And those guys hugged it out. It was uh, He did a bow at the end, Tade. And there's their finish. Pogacar, 24 seconds over Vingigo. TH Johannesson of Uno X got 122 back. Guerrero, uh, 206. Uh, Shaw of EF gets 215. Jai Hindley, 239 at sixth place. Carlos uh, Rodriguez gets 239. 339 for Yates. Then Adam Yates at 311. Roman Bardet. Roman who? Roman Bardet. Um, I think John Strategy was worth uh, was a worthy gamble. This is what Brian says. If Pog's form was off, they could have taken a huge lead and then rid, ride and then ride defensive for two weeks. It didn't work out, but still a good gamble. So there's a few things to say about that. One, uh, you're not completely wrong. I think you're right. It's, it's somewhat of a good gamble, uh, especially after what happened yesterday. But with that in mind, in the way that the things were going, it's it's still Tade. It's not. You're not. It's fine if you want to get rid of. Uh, Jai Hindley. So they rode on the front all day. They tried to attack over the Tourmalet and Tade was too easily. Like I said, it was, he was, he was almost like tether, tethered to Jonas there. It wasn't even a, a, an effort for him. There was never a chance of a gap. And it reminded me of the other. Then you've got uh, the whole team's on the front. And then Jonas is on the, remember Jonas attacks there and then uh, dra drags him all the way to the top of the climb. And then has this guy attacks again. Wout starts to drag him till two point what three or so to go, and that's when uh, Tade, who had just been sitting on all day, says, "Fine, then I'll go." I was I was a little bit shocked that Vinigo didn't have that. I actually expected once that gap opened to like seven uh, seconds or so, because I think Tade has a much better better kick. I expected Jonas to actually pull him back because the way they rode yesterday, but it didn't. So in the end, I don't know. Yeah, it's a gamble. Uh, I like the I like what Jumbo was doing. 
Uh, there's also a few little problems with it, which is you don't, if, if you're riding that much stronger, look, I'll put it both ways out here, which is if you're riding that strong, do you really need to be doing that? You put them on the defensive. They've got to do the attack. I said yesterday, if you're desperate more, you see Jonas or Tade doing the kind of attack from up to Tourmalay. But then again, right, you don't want Tade to get a chance to start taking time back on you. And if that's the case and you have him down, you, you put him out. You put him out of his misery. You don't get this wild animal a chance to come back and hurt you in a later date. So I totally get it all. I don't, I don't necessarily think it was a bad strategy. Um, I, a matter of fact, I, I'm as, as a cycling fan, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it a little bit. So I don't really have much of a problem there with that. But I th also think that, um, you know, the, the race is long. This is six stages in. Um, if Tade's going bad, he's probably going to keep going bad. And uh, that didn't happen. So Vinny goes down in the lead by 27, 25 seconds. So he loses, you know, as we saw, almost 30 seconds uh, to Vinny go there. Uh, I mean, to Picachar and uh, Hindley coming in third, uh, a decisive third at 134. And then Yates, uh, 314, 330 to Rodriguez, who's really coming up. Sepp Kuss moves up to 10th place at 528. Sepp did another good job of just riding his way into the finish. Uh, thought it was pretty nice. Our boy, Nilsson Palace, gets the uh, King of the Mountain jersey. Like I said, I think he's about 10 or so points over. Um, and then tomorrow. Tomorrow, is, except for uh, the stage coming into Paris, I think is the flattest stage. So they try to make it look lumpy, but it's not. It's a cat four in there. I mean, that's 80, 84 meters. It's of elevation, so that's nothing. Coming into Bordeaux, uh, where um, Mark Cavendish has won before. So, with that in mind, who is going to be winning tomorrow? Um, and the predictions, I, I said uh, Vinigo would win today. He didn't, but he got second. So, I mean, that's just pretty good uh, analysis there, I still think. Um, let's do, how about we do, let's go to the pro cycling stats. So, got one other thing here to the stream. Um and we'll look at a few news stories. So uh, Palace, once again, 36 uh, to 28 over Felix Gall. Felix actually wasn't all that bad on the on the overall today. So I think I think he's better, a much better climber than Palace. And Palace really has wasted a lot of time trying to get in the break yesterday. He's got to be much more specific, getting in the break early uh, that he did on the first few stages. Nice that he's had the jersey, but I don't foresee, just kind of watching him today, I, I don't foresee him going much further than... Um, mid-weekend or so, uh, possibly. Youth, we know that one. Our little Carlos, you know, you're moving up. Team Jumbo, they've had that uh, for the whole time, I think. Vinigo in the lead. And there we go on the stage. Uh, so we saw tomorrow's, and let's take a look at the who I think is going to be uh, for the win tomorrow. Um, let's see what Brian, Brian's chiming in here. Appreciate you joining us tonight. So far, the most boring stage was the track race finish stage, but the last three kilometers of chaos. Such a great first week to watch. It was. Um, you know, if, I don't know how close you watched the Giro, which I watched and reported on every day. Um, there was a, some serious, boring stages in there. Remember, they, they, they went up over some big, giant climbs, and they neutralized themselves. They had, quote-unquote, wind, so they didn't do it. But when you look at that whole thing, the way that finished, I, once again, this is a storybook. And some books are good, some are boring, some are great all throughout. Uh, this has been a great start to the book. This is a book that really gets you <laughs> hooked on there. Uh, very good. To, yeah, that, that, the one track racing one um, was boring to begin with uh, because it was so slow, but it built up to such a, a, a great finish, and there was so much so much good to analyze just on that finish itself. Um, and, and by the way, I think it was so chaotic because it was so slow that you know, they weren't worn down. Everyone thought that they had a chance because they were all fresh. 
with that in mind, maybe they'll ride a little bit more hard tomorrow. And if they do, then you got a chance for uh, Mads Pedersen. But you've really got to look at what has happened in the sprints. You got Bauhaus. He's been third and third. It looks good. Philipson, first and first. He's been really good. Caleb. Caleb Ewing has come up there both times. He's been sprinting uh, faster in the end. Um, you know, the, the one on the track, I think he was the fastest coming up to the, well, close to it. He had a good chance at that one. So he's obviously riding well. Um, you've got Gronewagen who hasn't shown himself at all. Jakob, Jakobsen, I think, is too injured to make himself known. And then you've got uh, Cavendish. So with that in mind, and then, and then a few other ones, you have uh, uh, Christoph. Uh, I don't think you're going to see see him do much uh, for you know, more than the top 10. Uh, sixth place, I can see him doing that. Um, who else? I already said Bauhaus. Uh, Matthew Vanderpool pulling off for Philipson is is the, the way to, to really go at this. So I think those are your top guys. And so you got – look, you, you're not going to count Cavendish out. He hasn't been bad. So I, I'm, I'm expecting him to get like a, a third place uh, with this one. Philipson still looks like the guy to go for for the win, but I think you're going to have to actually, it, you can't keep winning everything, can you? But he's, once again, uh, today you had Matthew Vanderpool in the break, so maybe he's still too worn. Uh, so therefore, you go with Caleb Ewing for the win, Mark Cavendish second or third, and Philipson uh, third or, or second uh, with a Phil Bauhaus coming in strong as well. Uh, Victor says, Tyler Young, I sent you emails about a package. I saw that. I wanted, I was going to say thank you. I appreciate that. Well, as soon as I get it, I'll, uh, I'll display it out here. And I uh, appreciate that, that very much, Victor. Uh, anybody else want to send stuff to me? Uh, <laughs> please do so. Um, I mean, no, no bombs or anything, but uh, oops. Uh, and then, so that's the Friday stage. Then we, we've talked about this before, but we'll do it one more time. Saturday, a little bit lumpier. Let's go with a Mads Pedersen on that one. And then uh, Sunday, Puy Dome, and looking forward to that one. Okay, I want to do a few news stories here. We'll do them real quick, and then we'll be done. I got it. my son took our dog to the uh, lake today, and it uh, she got all full of stickers and all kinds of stuff. Oops, I didn't want that. Easy there, easy there. Okay, um, let's just go to cycling news. I think that's the one I wanted. Okay. Um, this one, I wanted to get the Pogacar. Uh, there we go. I played it smart today, said Tade. I played it smart. Slovenian firmly in the hunt for yellow after distancing Vingago on the Kataretz. Uh, just a day after seemingly being on the ropes, Tade is suddenly back in the fight for victory in 2023 Tour de France. Jonas took the yellow jersey from Jai, but Pogacar's gutsy solo attack to win the Kataretz Kambask on stage six was clear warning that the Dane... And his Jumbo Visma team can expect a fight all the way to Paris. I was not dead yesterday. I still went quite good, of course. I'm super happy for today. I played it smart today. I think the shape is coming along every day. We must not give up. And we ride like this to the end. It's still going to be a big fight. Uh, I said that yesterday about um, Pagacar, which is uh, you watched how how he got dropped and the, the time gaps to uh, Vingago weren't great. But um, with that, he was having Sepp Kusus on his wheel, caught it back up to him. He was blown through other people, he being Tade. But then he was also, he dropped everyone else. Uh, but then he, Sepp was having a hard time hanging on his wheel still. So uh, with that in mind, I was like, he's not, he's not blown up, blown up. He's just, uh, he's got a little bit of trouble. Um, 
Uh, I got Apollo flat tubes. <laughs> Why are you keeping those? That's the disturbing part. Um, I'm actually just really happy to have just won the stage. Um, they, this is wrong. This I, 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 I'm having trouble with this. So the, this is a writer that's doing this. And obviously they're transcribing it from what he said. Now, did Pogachar say won the stage O-N-E or did he say won the stage W-O-N? One of them means he won, he was victorious. Another one means he was a one in the state. It doesn't make sense, but that's what's written here. But I, I mean, was this Tade tweeting this out? I don't know. Um, it's something incredible to have a stage win at the Tour de France today. I was just happy as I, as when I won three years ago. It's always special to win the Tour. It doesn't say if that's Pogacar. Pogacar said. So you guys, uh, Cycling News, fix that thing. It's easy to forget that Pogacar is still only 24. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the mighty Cor uh, Tourmalet, Pogacar was stronger and smarter. When Jumbo started pulling on the Tourmalet, I was thinking, okay, if it's the same as yesterday, then we can uh, almost pack the bags and go home, Pogacar said. But I just kept telling myself I need to hold on to the wheel and not give up until the top. And then it could just be, uh, would be me, Jonas, and Wout for the last climb. If I lost the wheel there, it could be a bit more problematic. I was happy that I had good legs on the Tourmalet. Pogacar's love for racing aggressively and often in... On instinct can be successful. Yeah, we know. That. I was thinking about attacking the last four kilometers, Pogacar said of the natural instinct. But I got told on the radio to follow Jonas and race smart. But racing smart would be going even earlier. But I was suffering all the way to the finish line. I don't regret going at that moment. It was just enough. Maybe I, if I went earlier, maybe I would explode on the flat part or something. It was a good day. I tried to fill the race. You need to have balls to attack in the end. You can have plan A, B, C, D, E, F. Wow, what about G? Even the whole alphabet. Oh, there he goes. He has it there. Uh, you can have plans and anything can happen. Racing is really difficult. Yesterday was also had a plan, but we totally missed it. Yeah, what was your plan yesterday? Today, Jumbo didn't miss the plan, but, but they tried it and they didn't succeed because in cycling, it's so difficult to follow the tactics. There are so many circumstances you need to think about. And it's difficult to predict if it's going to work or not. That's cycling. So, look, I had to read it because we can't play it because I get struck out on, on YouTube. So, there we go. Uh, last bit, Jai Hindley. It was pretty grim to lose the yellow jersey. Um, what did he say here? What can I say? It was uh, an epic day, rolling around in the yellow jersey, doing some mythical climbs. And to be honest, I got my ass handed to me, but I really enjoyed it. All right, there we go, everybody. So with that in mind, with that in mind, we got, like I said, tomorrow, I, 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 I'm I, picking Cadell Evans, but I, I feel like Philipson might be the person to just keep, until Philipson can't be, can be beat. I mean, you shouldn't be going against him. If And reason why, it's almost disgusting to talk about, but everyone else's lead outs are just shit. Almost everybody. Uh, if you're a good sprinter, you've got a shitty lead out. If you're a medium tier sprinter, you've got a better lead out. And if you are Philipson, you've got the best lead out. So Philipson to win. Unless they screw it up. I mean, he's once again, he's got the most strength. He's got the best lead out. And what I mean by Matthew Vanderpoel. Other than that, uh, like I said, if it's just come down to some other riders and some other factors, you're going to have Cavendish and you're going to have Caleb Ewan in the mix. Thanks for live streaming. Uh, Caleb, not Cadell Evans. Did I say Cadell Evans? I, I do have trouble with that one. Caleb Ewing, not Cadell. <laughs> Cadell's in the sprint. Uh, I'm going home. I think that's what it is. Take care.